Welcome to the Every Believer Witness Podcast. This is Evan Finch, and I'm glad you have joined us today. I believe you will be blessed as Dennis shares what to do when a storm hits, part three. Someone else is in the storm. We've been looking at the story of Jesus and his disciples on the Sea of Galilee when they headed out and this fierce storm came up. And as we began to look at this story, we saw the first principle or truth we want to learn is that everyone goes through storms. In in Mark 4, it says this, On that day when evening came, he, Jesus, said to them, his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. There arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so much the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And we pointed out all the pronouns, they, us, and that there were other boats with them. And last week we talked about how everyone goes through storms. And I shared about how I began to realize that personally. Uh, remember, if you'd like to get an outline that goes along with these messages, we'll be glad to send it to you. Just email us at info at eball, A-B-A-W.org, info at everybeliverwitness.org. Today, I want us to look at the second principle of truth about storms for believers. Remember, Jesus is in the storm with you. Notice Verse 36, they took him along with them in the boat. And then verse 38, when the storm's filling the boat up, it says Jesus himself was in the stern asleep on a cushion. And so these disciples that were so fearful for this storm, these experienced sailors, and this is a really a bad storm, right in the middle of the storm, Jesus was with them. And I was thinking as I was reviewing for this podcast, you remember what Isaiah said about when the virgin conceived and would bear a child and they would give him the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And all throughout the time up until Jesus came and then really till Jesus went to the cross and died and rose again, God was with us. But when a person turns from their sins and and surrenders their life to the Lord Jesus Christ who loved them and died for them and rose again. Jesus is not only really with us, he is actually in us, in the person of the Holy Spirit. And over and over and over again, therefore, the Bible tells us God will never leave us nor forsake us. That's what it says in Hebrews 13, 5, and it's quoting the Old Testament, that he will never leave his people. Um, or desert them. Um, Jesus, when he gave us uh, the instructions to make disciples and baptize them and teach them everything, he said, I'll be with you until the end of the age. And so Paul, when he faced all this struggle, said, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. His physical ailment didn't go away, but God's grace was sufficient. Now, Grab a hold of this, because this is good. Notice how much storms bother Jesus. Here are these sailors. They're in the boat. 
The boat's been swamped. They think we're going down. What's Jesus doing? He was asleep on the cushion. Now, I'm sure, just being realistic, that Jesus was tired. He had been involved in tremendous ministry and teaching and preaching. But more than that, here's what I want us to see. Notice how much storms bother Jesus. He was asleep. They're scared. He's asleep. You see, Jesus is omniscient. He's God. He's omniscient. He knew that storm was coming. He has power over storms. The next time we see Jesus in Mark, he's walking on top of the waves. Uh, see, if you're a child of God, you are never in a storm alone. There's an old gospel song, and part of it says, sometimes he calms the storm. Sometimes he calms me. But the fact is, all the time, we can be calm in a storm because Jesus is in the storm with us. Jesus said, you're going to have tribulation, but I'm giving you a certain peace. I'm, I want you to have a joy. Jesus is with us in the storm if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, I always try at every opportunity to speak to church members about do they have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and the reason I do it is because I was an unsaved church member until I was 31. Um, there were times I taught Sunday school. I used to go on outreach visitation, but I didn't have Jesus in my life. And so I just never assume. And so every time I teach and preach, I share a lot of my story. And I hear stories and we get letters and reports back from people all the time, all over the country, whom God has used our story of being an unsaved church member to show them their condition before the Lord. I want to read a story from you. It was a letter written by Hope Cuckle from First Baptist Church of Spartanburg, South Carolina. And here's what she said, and she gave us permission. We print this in some of our materials. Back in June, several years ago, our church was beginning its summer program with a guest evangelist. His name is Dennis Nunn, and he was leading us in a program called Every Believer a Witness. The purpose was to develop a boldness in sharing Christ. Along with that, our church was promoting a new website called itellthestory.com. We as individuals were to post our testimonies for others to read, another evangelism tool. I was compelled, or rather challenged, to write my story and put it on the website along with others in our Sunday school class. I began struggling with what I needed to say. I've always disliked writing my testimony because there's really no defining moment of coming to know the Lord. I believed in Jesus from a young age as I learned about him in Sunday school. I was baptized as an infant and again upon changing membership to a Baptist church. I was again baptized along with my husband in a river in Michigan. None of these incidences stand out as the moment I decided to follow Christ. I struggled for three days with the weight of this burden. I couldn't breathe. I asked my husband what I needed to do. His only reply was, Hope, do you trust God? Not exactly what I wanted to hear. How could I have lived the life of a Christian, parentheses, yet still a sinner, end of parentheses, and at 32 years old be doubting my salvation? Wednesday, June 27th, the last night of Pastor Nunn's series of messages, he asked that people come forward to confess their sins. 
Then he asked that anyone who questioned their salvation to come to the back and meet him. I had to make a decision. I went back. I met with a counselor, a member of our church, for maybe two hours. And the one thing that stuck out of my mind was when she told me, if you're still struggling, then you're holding on to your life. I realized my pride was what kept me from trusting God and letting go of control of my life. I asked my husband to lead me in a prayer of forgiveness. And my children prayed with me right there in front of the church that night. It hurt like labor pains, but I knew I had to do it. For about a week or two, I could feel Satan's attack. My husband and I were divided, and I felt almost embarrassed about what had taken place. But I trusted God to get me through that difficult time. And I sit here now in such a state of awe over God's amazing grace. I'm sharing my story over and over again. I know I'm not the only one who struggles with doubts. And I believe that God places these doubts in our hearts for a reason if we will only follow his calling to trust him. If you're listening to my voice or watching this, do you have the absolute assurance that Jesus is real and he's in your life? Or are you like hope? A moral person, an active church member, working in the service of the Lord in the church, and yet with no assurance of her salvation because she'd never been willing to humble herself and surrender control of her life. If that's you today, remember where we're talking, what, what all is leading up to this? We're talking about what to do when a storm hits. And we're talking about, remember, Jesus is in the storm with you, but he's only in the storm with you if you belong to him. Today, if there's some question in your life, if there's a doubt, I, I believe, I agree with hope. I've heard preachers say, don't let Satan cause you to doubt your salvation. But I don't think Satan wants us to doubt our salvation because then we might get saved. I think doubts most of the time come because God's Holy Spirit's drawing us and he wants us to move from believing in Jesus to having Jesus in our life, receiving him as our Lord and Savior. And so I just want to say something. I, I know you've heard it before. Jesus died for your sins. He rose from the dead to prove it was all true. I heard someone say, he showed how much he loved us when he died on the cross. He proved how much he loved us when he rose from the dead. If there's never been a time in your life when you turned from being your own boss, running your own life, having control of your life, and surrendered it, repented, turned around in your mind, which will result in a change of action, and surrendered your life to Jesus. Would you do that today? I would beg you. I would plead with you. I would say anything I could. When I trusted Jesus at age 31, I was very much concerned about what others in the church would think. Like Hope was talking about being embarrassed. I thought, they'll be thinking you hypocrite. But you know what happened? When I stood up in church that, that Wednesday evening after I trusted Christ that afternoon, nobody threw rocks. Nobody got angry. They acted just like the angels in heaven did. They rejoiced and we had a party. And that's what happened if you need Jesus in your life today. If you do, I pray you'll trust him. 
I pray you're also, everyone that's listening, will be sharing this podcast, and you'll join us next week as we look at the third principle for what to do when a storm hits. God bless you. If these podcasts are a blessing and encouragement to you, would you pray about becoming a monthly partner with Every Believer a Witness? We want to increase the number of podcasts we do, as well as reach more and more believers. You can make your tax-deductible gift on our website. Thank you.